Welcome, everyone. You're listening to A Cup of Clarity, the podcast for women who want to get clear and live life with more purpose, presence, and peace. I'm your host, Jeanette Melian. I'm a longtime educator, certified life coach, and speaker. And together with conscious experts I interview, I'm here to offer you insight for intentional living. So, if you're ready to start living life from the inside out, grab your cup, take a sip, and listen in. Hello, friends. I'm happy to be back sharing this new episode with you all today. And there's so much I feel I want to share when it comes to today's topic. This is an episode I've been wanting to create for a while because I believe it's a topic we can all relate to as humans. And that's learning to let go and ultimately surrendering in life. Have you ever had someone tell you, oh, just let that go? It's easier said than done, right? Whether what we hang on to is a favorite pair of jeans that have seen better days, a bad habit, a limiting belief, or a relationship, when the only way we know is to hang on to things, it's hard to let go in a one, two, three. The inability to let go is about control. I have to say that my need to control was what kept me stuck for years. Learning to let go and surrendering has been one of the hardest lessons I have had to learn in my personal life. Controlling things in my life is just what I did. I'm a doer, a fixer, and a helper by nature, so I wasn't present to or aware of what I was doing since it was just part of my programming. It was a habit, and it was just my way of being. I didn't realize that all of my schedules, my lists, my systems and routines, and sticking to my comfort zone was my attempt at controlling all aspects of my life and those who lived in it. I now know that when I was micromanaging and obsessing over details, I was simply self-sabotaging and getting in my own way. I tell you that so often I used perfectly good energy to plan, predict, and prevent things that I couldn't possibly plan, predict, or prevent. The truth is that we can't get a firm grip on the fluidity of life. And because of that, I spent a lot of time feeling stressed and anxious about not having control. I'll admit, there were times I lashed out at others for interfering with my controlled world. I'm not proud of that, but I've dug deep with compassion and self-love and have forgiven myself for those actions. I tell you, I tried to control the big things and the little things, mainly because of what I thought would happen if I didn't. What I have become aware of and have learned now is that control is rooted in fear. Control is a result of being attached to a specific outcome or a thing, an outcome that we're sure is best for us, as if we always know what's best for us. Every one of us at some point in our lives encounters a situation that rocks the foundation of who we are and what we think we can bear. A situation that pushes us past our limits. A situation that in the end brings us to our knees figuratively and in my case, literally, and changes us forever. 
I got married at the age of 27, late by all Hispanic standards. And as the planner that I was, I had my life timeline all figured out. Get married by 24, have the first baby by 26, get my master's degree by 27, and then start trying for baby number two by then. So with the thought of that timeline that was already behind schedule in my eyes, and the feeling that my biological clock was ticking, my husband at the time and I agreed to start trying for a baby about a year after we got married. Little did either of us know that we were about to embark on a long and difficult journey to parenthood. We tried for the first year and were unsuccessful, so we sought out infertility specialists who decided to take things one step at a time, and they tried to do the minimally invasive methods first before jumping into more complicated and costly treatments, which, looking back now, I get. (laughs) Months of trying became years of trying. Treatment after treatment failed. The more things failed, the more I tried to control what was truly out of my control. And when that didn't work, I wallowed in the unfairness of the cards that life had dealt me. I became resentful of my husband and the situation we were in. I felt powerless and became a victim to my circumstances. I was angry and exhausted from the roller coaster of emotions that trying to conceive in this manner brought. And as you can imagine, this put a lot of strain on our marriage. We eventually got to the point of trying the in vitro fertilization process. And after two months injecting myself every day with hormones in order to get my body ready to transfer the embryos, we received the news from the doctors that none of the seven were viable and they didn't survive. We were devastated. And it took another two years before I was emotionally ready to try this whole process again. I knew, however, that if I was going to step into this journey a second time, And if I wanted the outcome to be different, that something had to change. I had to change. My way of approaching the process had to change. I realized that what I had control over was me and my thinking about it. And I'll tell you, this was uncharted waters for me. This was by no means easy. But my desire to become a mother was deep. So I made a conscious decision to embark on this journey once again putting my faith in God and the doctors. I tried as best I could to let go of all the worry, the doubt, and the fear of what the outcome might be. You see, friends, letting go creates space for fresh beginnings, releasing us of what happened yesterday or in the past, and unlocking the doors of new opportunities. It's releasing anything that disrupts your happiness and no longer serves you on your journey. When we let go, we accept what is happening now and are not worrying about what may come up tomorrow. Again, this isn't easy, but with conscious practice over time, it does get easier. And you're able to step into it little by little, more and more each day. If we can get to a place within that trusts that we're okay, no matter what the circumstances that come our way, We don't need to micromanage the universe. We then open ourselves to all sorts of wonderful possibilities that aren't there when we're so attached 
to only one right path. And trust me when I say, I used to only see one right path. Letting go of my rigidness and softening to what could be took time, a lot of awareness, and a lot of practice. We often see letting go and surrendering as giving up or that whole waving of the white flag. But this is not about an action. It's about taking action from a place within of surrendered energy. For me, it was becoming aware of when I was controlling and then consciously loosening up and choosing to let go. And I wasn't always quick to catch myself. I'll admit, (laughs) I would often realize things in hindsight. But then I would remind myself that I was trying. What we don't see is that letting go and surrendering is the key to joy in our lives. Trying to control everything creates unnecessary anxiety. It's as if we're adding self-inflicted injury to the situation, compromising our happiness and our peace. Holding on to pain doesn't fix anything. Replaying the past over and over again doesn't change it. Wishing things were different won't make it so either. Eckhart Tolle, who's one of my favorite spiritual authors, he's the author of The Power of Now, along with many other books, says, Surrender to what is. Say yes to life and see how life suddenly starts working for you rather than against you. Friends, we don't have to live in chains when we have the key. Surrender equals complete acceptance of what is and faith that all is well, even without our input. Coming from a place of love instead of fear is powerfully transformative. And this was the place I had to get to during our second try at the in vitro fertilization process. I needed to surrender to the frustration, the sadness, the resentment, and the fear. I wanted to feel peaceful. I needed to feel peaceful. So we drove to a nearby church that had a beautiful and very quaint chapel, and we sat there praying. And tears started uh, streaming down my face. I felt at that time the need to get down on my knees. Hands clasped together with my eyes looking upwards. I prayed in a way I had never prayed before. And I told God that I had done everything humanly possible to become a mother. I told him <laughs> I was tired that, and that I knew that I could not do this alone any longer. I needed his grace at this time. I told him that I was here today because I was ready to turn this over to him completely. And then I said, I surrender this to you. And in that moment, I felt a great sense of relief, a great sense of ease, a peace that washed over me. In that moment of surrender, there was great clarity, as if a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. After seven long years of trying, our daughter Jacqueline Olivia was born on August 23, 2003. She's my angel, she's my miracle, and my greatest teacher in my life. I invite you to ask yourself now, in this very moment, what have I tried to control 
and have resisted today, this week, or this year. Really tune into that. Be honest with yourself. Open yourself up. How do I feel about this situation? Think about the feelings associated with that. Oftentimes we don't really tune into our body and what we're feeling. We don't stop long enough and become present to tune in. And it's so important. Become aware of the sensations in your body when you're worried, fearful, and are trying to control something. I know from experience it usually feels constricted, tight, and it's like as if the energy has been sapped out of you. Ask yourself, what do I need to let go of and surrender to? Is it a way of thinking? Is it a belief? A conditioning? Is it a feeling? Is it a person? A relationship or even a job? Ask yourself, how do I want to feel in my life? To let go and surrender in life, we must become aware that we are in control mode. We have to literally stop fighting with ourselves, fighting with our life and its natural flow. All of that trying to make something happen is causing resistance. And we must stop resisting. I had a mentor that told me years ago that I was constantly paddling upstream against the current. And that what I needed to do was turn my little boat around, put my oars inside, and just allow the current to take me downstream effortlessly, trusting that I was being guided to the exact place I needed to go. Are you gripping the wheel of your life or can you ease that grip and slowly start taking your hands off the wheel? I want to say that prayer is the medium for miracles. And as author and spiritual teacher Gabby Bernstein says, the secret to prayer is to forget what it is you need. Instead, pray for your highest good. Pray with the belief that God has a better plan for you than you have for yourself. Another thing I want to share is to really focus on the abundance that you have. I can't say this enough, how important gratitude is and how when we focus on what's thriving and what's working and we're in a state of gratitude for all we have, how life really and truly starts to change. When we focus on what's lacking, what we don't have and so on, we get more of that. There's such beauty all around us and in our lives if that's what we choose to focus on and see. Embrace your faith and trust. Open yourself up to the unknown and just to the possibilities. When we trust and have that unshakable faith, we hand over our agenda, our timeline, and our control to God in the universe. We step into that deep inner knowing that all is well. And you have that inner knowing that says, I'm supported and guided. I love the affirmation, everything is always working out for me. I have it on a little three by five index card on my desk in my office. And I trust that that is so. And know that there's going to be bumps along the way. There might be obstacles, but those obstacles are there for a reason. They're pointing us in the right direction. I believe that they're there to teach us something. 
You know, there's a quote that says, the only thing you can be sure of is change. And it's so true. Life is constantly changing and moving. And change is the only thing we can be sure of. And then what keeps us stuck is and prevents us from letting go and surrendering is our attachment. Our attachment to an ideal life, a plan, or a relationship. And what we're doing is we're trying to push and fit that into a specific mold. If we can start moving towards a place where we recognize the impermanence of all things, we can get better at letting go. I feel like the thing is that we look around at our life, the objects, the people, the relationships, right, our, our possessions, even our position, and our own story of life, that we identify with these things. They are what we believe give meaning to our life and to our world. So letting go of any of it, it just scares the bejesus out of us. Almost as if, what are we without these things? Who am I, right, without the things that are in my life? But remember, though, that life is created through the thoughts that we think, what we're feeling, and the choices that we make. So I encourage you to take some time for yourself and meditate on what it is you need to let go of and what you need to surrender to. Think about how taking this action will make you feel and how it will change your life. Make a commitment to yourself and to your decision. From that moment that you decide, stop trying to relive the past experiences in your life. And even if at first it's hard, keep going. In time, you'll see progress and you'll see how far you've come since you've made this choice. I hope this episode sparked the insight within. To get this episode's toolkit, visit my website at JeanetteMillion.com and click on that podcast tab. I also invite you to join me over on social media on Facebook and Instagram and search for at Jeanette Melian Coaching. Until next time, I send you love and light. May your cup be full and overflowing. <music>